When I was a small kid, our phone number was Ballinrobe198. And to make a phone call from Ballinrobe198, you had to grab a little handle on the side of a Baker-like box that was attached to the phone itself and crank it. The cranking somehow sent a pulse down the line where it alerted one of the girls working in the exchange at the bottom of High Street. Then you picked up the receiver and waited till Maureen or Mary or Helen picked up and asked you who you wanted to speak to. Can you put me through to Ballinrobe 74, please? Costello's, is it? Yeah, Costello's. I know Carmen is visiting her mother, so there's no point if it's Carmen you're looking for. It's not. Looking for Vincent. Right, so. But then we got an upgrade. An upgrade to a swanky new phone that didn't have a little big light box with a crank handle at all. And all you had to do was pick up the receiver and it automatically alerted Maureen or Mary or Helen down the bottom of High Street that Ballinrobe 198 wanted to place a call. It didn't have any numbers or dials or buttons because Ballinrobe 198 didn't need them because we had Maureen or Mary or Helen. But our granny in Dublin, she had a long string of numbers in her phone number and a phone with a dial, a phone like they had in the movies. It was ivory-colored, glamorous, you know, with a big round dial that clicked out the number as you flicked it around with your fingertip. I would always dramatically pick up her phone in the way that busy independent women with snappy one-liners in movies picked up their phones, and then I would impatiently dial a number, hoping to catch my best friend, Mary Tyler Moore, before she left the office in downtown Minneapolis to catch the subway home. <laughs> then one day in Ballinrobe, out of the blue, Maureen or Mary or Helen were all killed. Like that, wiped out. Wiped out by a cheap, ugly, plastic phone with cheap, wobbly buttons that you pressed with your finger, but which offered no satisfying resistance, not so much as a click. The age of digital telephony had arrived, and Ballon Robe Exchange, which had always been overlooked during earlier technological upgrades, found itself right at the top of the upgrade list, which is how Ballon Robe came to be one of the first towns in the whole country to go digital. And also why Ballon Robe 198 got a lot of extra numbers added to it, and why Analog, Maureen, or Mary or Helen were never seen or heard from again. <laughs> you know, the various simple bake-like and cheap plastic machines that sat on the table in my parents' hall or on the telephone stand at the bottom of my granny's stairs bear no obvious similarity or relationship in form or function to the sleek black-mirrored horcruxes that has centered itself in our modern lives, and yet we use the same name for both, a phone. Perhaps we continue to give this neat, tempered singularity of glass and electrons the dully prosaic name phone, because thinking of a new appropriate name for it would require contemplating the awesome power of this gleaming thing we handle so casually. Small enough to sit comfortably in the palm of your hand, yet it is as dense as a black hole, containing as it does all the world's knowledge. There isn't a question it can't answer, not a person it can't reach, a truth it can't fake. It sucks up every detail about you and spews it out in dark, humming, climate-controlled data centers beneath familiar corporate logos in unfamiliar parts of the world. And in return, it shows you all the joy and all the beauty and all the pain and all the horror of the world we live in, in vivid, hyper-real color and annoying, tinny sound. It shows us things we've always wanted and things we never knew we wanted and puts them all at our fingertips, just a click and a swipe away. It sucks and pulls our faces into its flickering, hypnotizing glow to the exclusion of all else. It has altered every aspect of our lives in ways mundane and profound and done so so rapidly we've hardly even talked about it. 
Nothing has escaped its digital reach, even our intimate lies. We present idealized, face-tuned versions of ourselves to idealized, photoshopped versions of electronic strangers and swipe away their annoying, sweaty humanity, you know, reducing them to pixelated ephemera that merely evoke the idea of an actual human with breath and sweat and pores and heft. It has democratized sex and sexuality, taking it out from under the covers and putting it in the palm of our moist hands. It has communized pornography by putting the means of production into the hands of the masses, and then it has recapitalized it again by creating the Kardashians. <laughs> but I can't be mad at it. No matter how many Kardashians it breeds, I can't be mad at it. Well, how could I? Because that shiny, glowing, digital miracle of human ingenuity and recklessness also gave me the current Mr. Bliss. And he makes me feel more well more human, and he's even better than his pics. <laughs>